0: Welcome back to another episode of Dad Teaches Me About Wine. It's the podcast that teaches you as much as you've been pretending that you know about wine. I am Madeline Quigley.
1: And I am her father, Matt Quigley. This isn't too bad on the nose. We'll see what it's like.
0: All right. All right. Here we go. Nice to have you guys back. Um... We are back en français today on part three of our six part.
1: I've lost count.
0: You've lost count. I think it's part three. Could I be. Mean, I'm the one who like edits them and listen, listens to the stuff over and over again. So I think, but I haven't double checked. So I mean, what did we do? Loire Valley, Alsace, Burgundy. So this is actually part four. Yes. Okay. And today, where are we, Dad?
1: Uh, We're in the Rhone Valley.
0: So if you look at France like a star.
1: (laughs) Which is confusing to begin with. Okay.
0: I'd say it's in the bottom, almost, it's in the bottom right part of the star. Like, not quite on the coast, a little bit up.
1: Correct. Doesn't reach the coast.
0: Yeah, it doesn't reach the Mediterranean Sea. Correct. Okay. The Rhone doesn't reach the Mediterranean?
1: Oh, no, it does.
0: But it does. But the um, the the wine wine area. The
1: wine area, just the way that the French have broken it down, the Rhone River Valley wines pertain to wines from Lyon down to uh, an area around... uh, Avignon. Avignon.
0: But there's an area, according to my sources, (laughs) a.k.a. the... Internet. The map I have in front of me... The Jura.
1: Oh, yeah, those are very specialized wines. And
0: Lagendock. Lagendock,
1: Lagen-Doc, yeah.
0: Those are below the Rhone Valley. Right, so. Those are AOCs below.
1: You have this big line of wine producing, which starts at the very top in Chablis and goes all the way through Burgundy, all the way down to Beaujolais. And then below that, you've got. The Rhone Valley to Avignon, which is a couple hundred miles, but you're still not quite to the coast. And then along the coast, you have a whole bunch of different areas, including the, the Languedoc.
0: The Rhone Valley is right below Burgundy. So if Burgundy, yes. the Burgundy region kept going, It would. It's, it's where the Rhone Valley is. Correct. So wait, is the, what river is that? The Rhone. Is it the one, Rhone goes through Burgundy as well? No. What is it called there?
1: It, the, <laughs> it's just an accident of geography that it all lines up north to south. Oh, because... Because the Rhone River is not...
0: It's coming from Switzerland, it looks like. Yeah, almost. it's not
1: predominant. It doesn't pertain until you get to... Lyon. Lyon.
0: Lyon, it real cuts in right there. It's coming from what looks like Switzerland or maybe north. I don't know exactly. Yeah. Either way. So, this area kind of looks like a golf club to me. It's like long and thin, and then at the bottom, it kind of gets bigger.
1: Okay. Or a boot. Or a shillelagh.
0: What is a shillelagh? It's
1: like a club that has a big head.
0: No, I would definitely go with golf club, but flipped upside down. I think hockey stick. Hockey stick. Hockey stick. Right. Um, So, at the top... Okay, so let's not get into that yet. Can you tell me a little bit about what kind of grapes are in the Rhone Valley?
1: Right. So in Burgundy, we were dealing with like cool weather stuff. So we had um, Pinot Noir, Chardonnays. And then as we got a little further south, we got to the Gamay grape in Beaujolais. All we. Once we get farther south, the Syrah grapes become predominant along the stretch of the Rhone River which is considered northern Rhone and then when you get even farther south as you get close to Avignon it turns into Grenache grape wines uh, Grenache based wines
0: so it's Syrah and Grenache correct what do we have in front of us right now
1: we have in front of us a Syrah all right shall we we shall
0: Tannic.
1: It is tannic. And I would offer this as a serviceable, but not great uh, representation of Syrah. It's okay.
0: Why? You said you were curious about this wine. Why was that?
1: Um, it's because it's a St. Joseph.
0: Is that the producer? Which sounds
1: very, no, it's an area, which sounds very um, religious, but it's not. Uh, It has nothing to do with the uh, Catholic Church or anything. Um, It's an area, it's a large catchment area, so the wines tend to be, range from okay to awful.
0: Oh, okay. Is this a sub-AOC?
1: No, this is an AOC.
0: Within the the real,
1: But the real AOCs are where you get, The good stuff, but the good stuff tends to be expensive.
0: But this is an AOC within the Rhone Valley? Yes. But it's kind of mediocre? Well, it's just too big. The
1: problem is it's a very large AOC that basically runs down a good part of the Rhone until you get to Hermitage. Okay. So there are very specific, really good areas right along the river. And then there are large catchment areas, at the top being St. Joseph, at the bottom, Crow Hermitage, in the northern Rhone, which um, are more affordable. All right. So um, the really great stuff is right along the river, very steep terraced vineyard, terraced, terrorist? not terrorists, but Terraced, as in a, a terrace as in
0: I think we know what a terrace is we well, i not going to confuse with a terrorist
1: <laughs> yeah. it's
0: not such a like a far like crazy word that yeah, we're like wait but, what are you saying
1: yeah anyway these are really steep vineyards that typically have to be tended to and harvested by hand because it's too steep to put a tractor on the ground i see um, so at the very top you have the um, the Côte roti, um which is uh, the roasted coast. Uh, and then you get to a very little, small area.
0: Wait, that's at the top of the... That's just
1: below Lyon, at the to- top of the Northern Rome.
0: So it's called the Côte Roasted or Roasted
1: Côte? The Roasted Coast, Côte roti.
0: Why is it... Like, it's not a coast.
1: Uh, well, Côte, it means... Basically, it's a French word meaning an area, not necessarily coastline. It's just an area. Okay. Um, so, so it's the roasted coast. Why? Uh, because it is the, the stones. There are literally stones the size of fists called galets, which populate the side of the hill. And they get really hot during the day. And then they radiate their heat during the evening. To keep the vines, you know, keep the vines percolating.
0: Interesting, very interesting.
1: So that's the 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 coat uh, roti, um, and then below that you actually have a white wine area, which is completely unique, and it grows viognier um, grapes. Um, and then uh, below that you eventually get to Hermitage, which is considered the absolute pinnacle of the Syrah grape. And actually during Jefferson's time, Hermitage was considered the best wine in the world, better than any any, Bordeaux. Yeah, I think we
0: talked about this. Right. Because he was like an early importer or something. Yes. But
1: Hermitage is about the, you know... About the size of a very tiny town.
0: Wait, this is they grow the white wine there in Hermitage?
1: There actually is some white Hermitage as well, which goes yeah. for almost as much money as the red Hermitage. So
0: the Hermitage is in the Rhone Valley? Correct. Okay. So wait, so there it does Syrah and um Mouvedre.
1: No, we don't get to Mouvedra yet. Was That's the other at one the you very said? end. Well there's there's a white wine, Condro, which is made from Viognier grape.
0: Wait, what were the, we have a Syrah in front of us, but there's another red grape.
1: As we get further south, we'll get to Grenache.
0: Okay, and these are both warm weather?
1: Well, you're jumping ahead. The Syrah is kind of um, continental or temperate. And this area is is, um, temperate weather. But obviously, as you get closer and closer to the Mediterranean, the, the weather starts to warm up. And eventually, you get to uh, Avignon, which is where chateauneuf de pape is made. And that's a Grenache-based wine. And that's a warmer grape. So you go from Syrah, which is temperate. As you go further south, eventually it gets warm enough and you get Grenache.
0: So starting at the top of the hockey stick... I mean, do we need to go over it like that?
1: Well, at the very top is the, the Côte Rôtie, which is, you know, a wonderful producing area.
0: Okay. Well, and they make Syrah?
1: They make Syrah.
0: And then when does it start switching into, at the Hermitage?
1: Just below Hermitage. You have where a, is
0: Hermitage? Is it in the sun? It's
1: a little tiny town where the river takes a bend. And the, t- the vineyards of Hermitage have a due south orientation, which gives them the maximum amount of sunlight.
0: Okay, from between Leon and Avignon, what percentage is it, like, closer to Leon or, like, 25, like...
1: What percentage, finish your question.
0: Like, distance-wise, is Hermitage between um, Leon and Avignon, is it closer to one?
1: Oh, no, it's about, uh, probably about two-thirds of the way.
0: Down? Okay, so it's almost to Avignon. Yeah, not quite. Comparably, but yeah. Not
1: quite. And then you have Cornas, which is another top um, producing area of Syrah. And then you start getting into the southern Rhone. And then the big catchment area for the southern Rhone is the Côte de Rhone. C O T E, Cote de Rhone, and then these are become Grenache based wines.
0: Okay, so the Grenache in the south. Right. And is it warmer in the south?
1: Yes, absolutely. You're getting close the to the to the Mediterranean.
0: Okay, so up in the top we have. See this? Yeah, it's just crazy to me the French wine laws, whatever. So, but what does this bottle say? It's facing you. Can I? It doesn't even say Côte de Rhone.
1: It's not a Côte de Rhone. It's St. Joseph. Sorry, that's what I meant.
0: It doesn't even say Rhone Valley. It just would say... No, of course not.
1: You have to know know. St.
0: Joseph is in the Rhone Valley?
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay. Is Rhone Valley an official term like, it's, Rhone Valley Rhone is... Rhone Valley is not... An AOC.
1: Not an AOC because it encompasses so much. Is
0: the Loire Valley an AOC? I don't believe so. No Burgundy, don't. Is, Burgundy is, though. Burgonia is. And yeah. Bordeaux is. So those are just terms people use. It's not actually...
1: Yeah, some of them are, are just common terms.
0: Some of them are AOC Oh, terms. just make it a little more confusing. Why don't you... <laughs>
1: There. Listen, every every time you enter into a new field, most of the difficulty is the vocabulary. You have to understand the vocabulary. Yeah. Talk, I mean, in medicine, when I started training, it was all about the vocabulary. I learned probably 10,000 new words. It's... And the same thing with wine. It's the vocabulary of understanding. It's
0: not vocabularies, it's just locations.
1: A lot of it goes back to locations.
0: 10,000 locations.
1: Yes. And the problem is that a lot of it is historical as far as the way things settled. But the important thing to to understand is that the Upper Rhone is Syrah-based wines. The very pinnacle of these wines constitutes Cote Roti, Hermitage and Kornas.
0: Those are the big ones?
1: Those are the, the the most sought after areas. Okay. And then around that, there's two large catchment areas, St. Joseph and what's called Crow Hermitage, C-R-O-Z-E-S. Crow Hermitage. So these are, again, uh, large catchment areas that sort of uh, exist because of the fame of their surrounding vineyards.
0: Okay, so St. Joseph is in the north and it has Syrah.
1: And so is um, Cro-Hermitage.
0: And the one in the, the Ketchman area in the south is called... Côte, Côte d'Iron. Côte d'Iron and that is Grenache.
1: Correct. So as you get south of the the Cornas area, then you start getting into the Côte d'Iron as you approach...
0: Okay, so are are these areas to look for good budget wines?
1: The budget wines are to be found in the Crow Hermitage and the St. Joseph. but
0: Wait, what's Crow Hermitage?
1: It's the area around Hermitage. As I said, there were two catchment areas.
0: No, you said there's three catchment areas.
1: Two catchment areas for Syrah. Once you get below that... For the Grenache is the Côte de Rome.
0: Okay.
1: So the values are to be found in the St. Joseph and the Croix Hermitage in the north. However, you got to kiss a lot of frogs. There's a lot of wines that are pretty mediocre. That's why I selected this wine, uh, because it was a Chave selection, and... At the very bottom here, you see?
0: Is that the importer or something?
1: The, no, that's the... Uh, Shav is a producer in the Northern Rhone who makes some wonderful wines. So, he's basically kind of the quarterback of this, this wine. <laughs> so, you figure it's probably reasonably okay.
0: Is it reasonably okay?
1: Yeah, it's reasonably okay. It's not...
0: I think it's really tannic. This is not just what Syrah like? Yeah,
1: Syrah it can be tannic. Especially... French syrah.
0: Does it help to let this stuff breathe, or is this just what it's gonna taste like?
1: Well, I, I wish think you guys being...
0: had taste o vision or whatever. Yeah, I think you're taste-o being listening.
1: I think you're being a little more critical on the tannin level than it's really. I think present. it tastes
0: very like
1: Because this is on a scale it's a pretty good. of good. on a scale of one to ten. The tannins in this are probably about a three.
0: I don't know. I think it's pretty tannic. I think it has a bite to it.
1: Yeah, well, let me pour you a Barolo. And when the back of your tongue, like, starts to, like, stick to your teeth, that's a ten out of ten.
0: I still think compared to, I don't know, maybe I haven't had red wine in a while.
1: Well... I agree with you that the tannin kind of dominates the wine because there isn't that much fruit. So the fruit doesn't jump out at you. And and I would have a hard time identifying this as a Syrah wine uh, because there isn't enough of the fruit characteristics to tell you this is Syrah.
0: Okay. So can you just, why would you get a wine from the Rhone Valley?
1: Well, if you love the best expression of Syrah and you're willing to pay a reasonable amount of money, then the wines that I'm talking about, in terms of the Cote Rotier or Hermitage, are glorious wines.
0: Can you find some wines in there for like fifty bucks?
1: Yes, you can find some Cote Roti's and Cornas for fifty. You will not find a decent Hermitage.
0: Cornas is the area. Cornas. That's the area around Hermitage?
1: No, Cornos is below, along the river, below Hermitage. Crow Hermitage is oh around gosh. Hermitage.
0: okay. <laughs> so you can find some, can you find some Crow her- Hermitage for 50 bucks?
1: Oh, you can easily find Crow Hermitage. The, the, the issue isn't how much you're going to pay. The issue is how good is the wine. So the producers within Crow that are, are pretty good uh but again it's kissing a lot of kissing a lot of frogs to find good wine. The wines aren't that expensive, but they tend to be pretty pretty average. I guess the one um star takeaway would be that the the cooperative of uh tan tan T A I N Hermitage within Crow Hermitage is like considered to be excellent and these these wines are like twenty or thirty dollars a month is
0: this a specific area or a no this, this
1: is a cooperative of the the crow hermitage
0: what does that mean
1: just means that a group of people who get together to make wine that's what a cooperative is the 10 the hermitage cooperative within the crow hermitage is one of the best crow hermitage
0: crow hermitage is an area. Yes. In an AOC.
1: Yep. Around, Hermitage.
0: Okay, and then what's the place below that?
1: Then we're getting into Grenache.
0: No, I thought there. Oh, what's above Hermitage?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Well, if you if we're still on the river, we're into Cornas.
0: Cornas.
1: C O N C O R N A S. -S 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 Uh huh. So these are all Syrah wines, hundred percent Syrah. And then we meander further down the river and we get in it, and it starts to get warm. And then we get into the Côte d'Ironne. Got it. And then we switched over. We're, we're no longer Syrah based. We're Grenache based. So the the Côte d'Ironne is the very large area. And then within the Côte d'Ironne, there are smaller areas. The most celebrated is the Château de Pop in Avignon, where the popes during the... Uh,
0: this is the southern part?
1: Yep. So when the papacy left Rome, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners don't know that, but okay. for about 100 years, the popes were in Avignon uh-huh. in France, and this area is called the Chateau or Château de Pop. Uh-huh. Of the Popes.
0: And that's part of the Rome. Isn't that self expensive?
1: That's part of the Southern Rhone. And these are Grenache-based wines, although they can have up to 13 different grapes. Uh, the wines tend to be reasonable to expensive. But there are some really great values in Cheteneuve. So if you're looking at a wine list, and don't mind spending 50 or 60 dollars in a restaurant most of the wines that are Neuf de pop will be satisfactory at least if not good
0: okay that's something to look out for
1: right so the because Neuf de pop is a very limited area right so the wines that are being made there are in general very high quality that's good and they, these are GSM wines. I like Carnache
0: Syrah Muvedra.
1: Excellent.
0: Gotcha. So they
1: tend to make up the the major portion of the these wines. As all Cote rhône wines.
0: Great. Awesome. Hi guys. Maddie here again. Uh, through the magical powers of post-show editing. So I don't really know what happened, but somehow like the rest of the show got deleted. Um, So at this point, we wrap it up, and I kind of just jump into the ways that you can contact us. So enjoy, and I will see you guys next week, and things are going to be lit, they're going to be epic, and you're not going to want to miss it. So be sure you are subscribed, and you've told 3 million of your friends about the show. Thank you, and goodbye. Oh, also, there were, like, three minutes that my dad and I got in a fight about the Kardashians, which I edited out of the show, but I am going to throw at the end because it's too good. So if you want to hear me and my dad's fighting fighting about Kylie Jenner, um, yeah, just keep waiting past all this stuff. Place to see updates on the show is our Instagram page, which is at Wine. If you don't have an Instagram, you can still access that by going to www.instagram.com slash dadteachesmeaboutwine. Um, And then finally, questions, comments, and concerns can all be sent to dadteachesmeaboutwine at gmail.com. Sounds good, Dad? Absolutely. Great. Cheers.
1: about as far away from the brain as you can be.
0: You can get ringworm on your face, I think.
1: I guess if you put your face in the shower.
0: That's what they do, You need to stop
1: reading the internet.
0: Well, I don't know if I can do that. (laughs) But how about the Kylie Jenner thing? That's so nuts.
1: Well, it just goes to... show how ephemeral their base is if some 22-year-old nobody is able to knock a billion dollars off their, you know,
0: Well, she's not a nobody. I mean...
1: And what has she accomplished in life?
0: Okay, well, she is a...
1: Other than getting pregnant and being the sister of some other nobody, whose only accomplishment in life is that the TV cameras have followed them nonstop. That's their only well, accomplishment. Does, no, in life. I mean they
0: all have like beauty lines and stuff like oh, that. But um, she does have twenty six million followers. That's a country,
1: already. Yeah, With an average IQ of forty. What what kind of a person are you that you actually follow something like that? What I mean, what what kind of a life do you have?
0: Well, it's different between being a follower, like check mark, or like actually being a fan. Whatever. Oh, that's just crazy that one celebrity can go through and be like, "I don't really use Snapchat anymore" and that I mean, I don't really get how stocks like reflect that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, valuation is what people will pay for a stock and a lot of these things don't really have any any true book value. Their 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 value resides entirely in Membership, people signing up. You know, if somebody said, I don't like Exxon. Well, their stock may go down a little bit. But the fact is that Exxon owns oil rigs, property, petrochemical factories. There's real things underneath the value of Exxon. You know, and whether somebody badmouths them or not. The factory is still there, the ground is still there, the oil is...